Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, February the 6th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to dig into how a relationship works, or at least uh, how it works in our life, and share it with you, and you guys can connect the dots from there and probably uh, share in our our pain and our joy all at the same time. But before I kick into today's episode, we are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know the one thing I take every single day I never miss. If you're somebody who struggles to eat enough fruits and vegetables specifically, raise my hand here. We all typically do. This is the one thing I would take to cover the gaps in your nutrition. Obviously, you still have to eat real food, but if you can't get everything in, this is a nice way to cover the bases. Right now, if you want to check out Athletic Greens, we'll give you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first order. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, to get you hooked up with that. Now, if you're wondering what the hell is Athletic Greens, for me personally, the way I describe it is, it is the easiest thing to do to replace probably the 14 pills you're taking right now it's the best tasting greens in my opinion on the planet i have not tasted one that even comes remotely close it has 75 whole food ingredients probiotics digestive enzymes it's easy to do if you guys are on the fence about it maybe you've heard me talk about it before maybe this is the first time shoot me a message i will have monica send you a free pack right to your front door i don't care what state country providence you live in does not matter we'll get the greens to you 100 for free you can try them, realize that they actually oh, taste pretty good, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So hit us up. Otherwise, you can check it out now, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get all the free stuff. And again, I never miss a day. They travel with me, and I think you guys should do the same. Next on my list, we are talking about our friends at Dry Farms Wine, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. If you guys drink wine, this is an easy way to get healthy, legit, real what I would say, clean wine into your life. It's organic. It's sugar-free. They don't put all the toxic additives that a lot of other wines throw in there. I believe the FDA approves up to 76 kind of bullshit additives. These guys funnel all that out and give you the real deal. Right now, if you check it out, you can order some wine and get the next bottle for a penny. It's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, I'm not a huge wine person, admittedly. Heather loves it. A lot of our friends love it. We give it as gifts. And again, if you're going to drink booze, you might as well make it the healthiest way possible. So right now, check it out, dryfarmwines.com slash Fitness to buy some and get the next bottle for a penny. Moving on to our friends at Beam CBD. It's beamtlc.com. If you guys want to check out anything on the Beam site in terms of CBD and no THC, so none of the products are going to get you high, but if you want a natural route to try to find some relief, uh, specifically for me when I sleep, I take the dream product. You can get 20% off all the products and 35% off all the subscriptions when you put in the code Jeremy Scott. Also, we do have probably another hundred packs of the dream samples here. So if you're listening and like, well, I struggle to get to sleep, but I don't want to get on some, you know, kind of habit forming, harsher pharmaceuticals, this would be the natural route for you guys to go. I'm happy to send you a couple of packs of the dream to try for free. And then you guys can use the discount from there if you enjoy it. So hit me up. I'm happy to help you guys any way I can. Get sleep, which we know is so vital for you guys. Not only just to be as lean as you want to be, but just recovery, overall health, and your immune system. Sleep is a vital piece of the puzzle. And last but not least, our friends at JLab Pro. 
This is where we get our protein, our turmeric, our collagen, and curl oils. I've known Jay for over a decade. Uh, he kind of pours his heart and soul into his business. That's why I partner with him. Uh, the protein, they use stevia to sweeten it. He's one of the first people I knew to do that. It's easy on the stomach. Uh, that's why I personally take it. And obviously, we always have a discount on the protein and the collagen. And a handful of times throughout the year, there's entire discounts on the whole site. JeremyScottFitness.JLebPro.com to get hooked up from there or message us. I'm happy to send you guys the discounts I have. And also, side note, we do have a free supplement guide if you guys want it, as well as a free smoothie guide out there where we kind of put together some of the sexier recipes for you. But with that said, we are talking about how to make a relationship work, or at least how Heather and I make it work. Try to make it work. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, you haven't killed me yet. It's always a work in progress, right? <laughs> Although we've been watching a lot of Datelines lately, so. I know. That one last night was so disturbing. I actually was thinking about it this morning on my run. I'm like, I feel like I had a bad dream about it because the lady totally got dismembered and it was just awful. Yeah, it was. Uh, she was a law school student uh, studying for the bar and she lived in an apartment across the street from the law school. And the guy next door to her is also a law student. They're in the same... Her neighbor. Yeah, they're the same law groups. Uh, long story short, he murders her. Well, he was stalking her first, recording he, her, breaking into her apartment, actually, stealing... Actually helped to look for her mm -hmm. when she was missing, and then ended up killing her, uh, chopping up her body oh, in her bathtub. He threw the torso in the garbage can of the apartment complex and long story short uh the police ended up looking for her. they couldn't find her the apartment looked clean because he had cleaned it up but as the sheriff was coming uh, down the stairs the wind is blowing i believe this is in georgia he could smell something and he knew the oh smell of it and the only reason that that body was still there was because the police cars were parked in a place where the uh i guess the trash guy couldn't mm -hmm. grab the body and take it away. They never found any other parts, not the arms, not the legs, not her head, just the torso. Right. So, yeah, if the police didn't Park come there. that day or that time and the garbage man picked up that garbage can, then they would have had zero evidence. Um, and so, so eventually they, they find out he has like a master key to all the complexes. It was so creepy. I just, I couldn't believe we kept watching. <laughs> yeah. And like, and there's no reason. There was no motive. No, There's no... it was the craziest thing. But anyway. So uh, our goal is to not end that way Yeah. in our relationship. Uh, I'm going to dig into this, uh, but I want to read something really quick here uh, and not take up too much of your time. Heather has a brunch date. Right. Uh, I can't be late for my brunch. Where are you guys going? Arcadia Farms. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't do... been there in so long, and it's like my favorite. I know. Well, how late are they open? On Sunday? Any day. I don't know. Like three? Um, I think it goes into the early evening. I do. It's a, from the outside, it's a very feminine place. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, it's like a, an old farmhouse. and. But I do like it there. It's very farm to table. Yes, the food is good. Yeah, amazing brunch. So if you ever come to Scottsdale, it's an old town. Shout out to Arcadia Farms. Mm -hmm. Not paying us. This is just a free ad for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to share this really fast before we dig into um, 
how to make a relationship work, which we're playing off of a, a mind body green uh, kind of piece. I believe uh, Monica Parikh is how you say it, and Christina Hallett uh, wrote the original article, or at least like uh, they believe that was reviewed by them. Uh, again, it's on Mind Body Green. I can link it obviously in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. But we're gonna kind of play off that, and then a bunch of questions you sent in um, from Instagram as well, and uh, just answer a couple questions about how we do things and uh, don't end up on Dateline. But with that said. <laughs> Uh, Mike Samuels put this out a long time ago. It happened to just be on my phone and it, it, it popped into my head today, uh, over the last, probably, I guess this entire year or for the most part of, of last year, just how much I've been putting into what we do here as a business and what Heather and I obviously do together here because she is a huge part of it, even though she has a full-time career. Um, it, it kind of takes over your life. And I don't think, and this is not to, to, to pump myself up and say like, oh, I work all the time and, and, and wear that as a badge of honor, because it's not. I love what I do. Uh, but even at times for me, it seems like I can question my own sanity. Um, and it, it's insane when you, when you step back and look at anything that you've done in your life, you know, probably graduating school, getting advanced degrees, if you have a successful career, I'm sure raising kids, uh, you feel the same. And you, you can't really see, all you see is the movie. You see the finished product, but you don't see all the things that go into it. And Mike Samuels is used to be in fitness for a long time. He became a copywriter. He put out this great little snippet, and I want to share it with you guys just to kind of paint a, a picture of clarity. And he goes on to write, and I quote, It's funny the number of people who say, I'd love to have a business like yours. I do all my work, you know, by 9 a.m. and then just chill for the rest of the day. Or they see business owners who've grown and sold for seven or, or eight figures and then they exit out. And people say, that'd be amazing if that was me and I'd retire and just live off the money. Because it's comments like that that mean they'll never have either of those types of businesses. See, the mindset it takes to get to any level of success in business doesn't just disappear when you reach a quote-unquote certain milestone. To get to this stage, you need a certain amount of drive, passion, and ambition. You need to love the challenge and get a kick out of solving problems and enjoy the process as much as you enjoy the outcome. It's why when you see people sell their businesses oftentimes for big money, relax for a month or two, and then go right back into starting something new. They miss the excitement. They miss the buzz of especially building something that's amazing and that they really care about. And that's why those who want to build something just to make money or just so that they can never work again will have neither of those things. Sure, businesses shouldn't come at the cost of everything. Um, but if you want to build something that funds your ideal lifestyle, that gives you the freedom to do whatever the hell you want, then you have to actually love and work and embrace the challenges. Wanting the outcome or the stuff or the money or the things isn't enough. That might come as a harsh truth for a lot of people, but it is a truth nonetheless. And that's one that people need to recognize if they really want, you know, to get into this life or, or any life uh, for that matter. So it's so true. <laughs> um, I just share it because I'm not a I'm not against things, obviously, like I like nice stuff like everyone else. But I didn't start this business for that. Um, I have money now. I, I'm not motivated by those things. I don't come in here every day. I'm not here on a Sunday. Heather's not driving up here on a Sunday, cramming this in before, you know, what should be a day of relaxation and fun to do this just for money. That's not why we're here. We do it because, like, we give a shit about it. We care about you guys. Like, we want to help people. Like, sure, we are rewarded for that over time. 
but that's not the driving factor. It never has been, and I don't know if it ever will be. And if I got into this just to get rich, well, I picked the wrong career field because I could have done 15 other things and made 10 times the money by now for sure. Uh, you have to do it because you really, you just enjoy the process and you love it. And we're in the service business. We're here to solve problems or help you guys or at least give you advice or things that you can listen to as you go through your life that hopefully make it a little bit better or more fun. I agree. I mean, that's, I think, what, almost 14 years now or 13 years later. And it's, that's the whole point of why we do what we do and spend long hours and weekends is because we actually care and we like hope we can make a difference in people's lives. <laughs> yeah. And you and don't, that's so rewarding and, and I, and fulfilling and who knows how long we'll be able to, to keep this up, but it's a lot and it, it takes a toll on a relationship and individually it's just, it requires a lot of time, energy, and effort. But when you do love what you've created and built together and um, can see the results of, of how pe- you're helping people become healthier and happier, and that's just amazing. So that's what <laughs> keeps me coming on a Sunday and a Saturday, staying long hours, and then trying to be social in between. It's uh, It's easier... The longer you do it, you can kind of see the fruits of it or you can see the payoff or you can look back on it and be like, oh, you know what? That does matter. It's tough at first, I think, for a lot of people, and this is just anybody out there listening. If you're starting a new business or a side hustle or a new venture or anything that's new to you, it sucks at first because you're going to spend a ridiculous amount of time, effort, and energy, and people won't understand it. They'll look at you like you're crazy. Uh, You won't have any money, and uh, you'll question your own sanity a million times. But if you enjoy it and deep down you feel like it matters and it gives you purpose and you can, you know, take the little wins of helping people, you'll stick with it. And now that we're here, when, like even Saturday, like this is yesterday, uh, this Kelsey, is it Kelsey Galt now? I'm bad with the, the married yeah. names. Yeah. So this Kelsey was here. Kelsey has, she's moved away how many years ago? Five, six years ago? five years. Okay. She's one of the original um, oh, geez. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that like one of the original Jeremy Scott Fitness like, members. Out of the first three, our very first three in-person group members that came in for group training, she's one of them Thir- uh, 13 sh- years ago. In full, I need to put a disclaimer on this. Uh, my first four members, three of them were employees um at my company. Yes. <laughs> my, my, they were like my Marriott friends. And that's my that, that's <laughs> how I'm starting. And I need people to hear that because I think sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, you see it from the outside. Well, Jeremy's crushing it. He's doing whatever. He's been working with people. Yeah, I've been doing it a long time, but that's where I started. It was in a small space that I'm using inside the space that we had forever. I can't describe how terrible this was. 400 square feet I'm using. Renting. And, and they're bringing their own dumbbells and their own mats. We had like no equipment. <laughs> I have no money. I'm using a small like portable sound box with an iPad or not with an iPod that's plugged into it with an interval timer. And it's and my wife, it's uh, Cherie, it's Monica, and it's Kelsey who all work at Marriott, and then I had Jereen Carlson. Was the very first real member. Outside of, like, 
knowing people. And she was like the first person we didn't know, like the stranger that came in. To pay me money. <laughs> now, I had PT clients around that, but she yeah. was the first group training member. And I share that because now when you see that a decade, oh, I mean, 15 years later, really, and she hasn't been here in years, it's super cool to see. And and Jareen came in last, uh, last, week, last week and I hadn't seen her in two years because she had moved um, closer to like Phoenix. And so she goes to our friend Ben's gym. Ben's chop shop she goes to. But no. she came in for a Saturday workout and it just was like emotional for me because I... I'm like, oh my gosh, you were the first person that like believed in us outside of my Marriott friends. And uh, here you are 13 years later, still coming in. And, and that just right there kind of solidifies why we continue to do what we do. Yeah. And the takeaway from that is obviously it's cool to see it. And the longer you're in the game, you can, you can see wins. And uh, even when you're tired, you're exhausted, you don't Maybe there's days where you're, you're not as motivated. You look back and you're like, you know, what what you're doing does matter. You are helping people. But when you go to the early days, you need those. Those people are the reason, like, why I'm sitting here talking today. And what I mean by that is if those guys, if my wife doesn't drag her friends to come do this terrible, whatever the fuck I was doing, I don't even know. It was awful. I'm sure the workouts were terrible. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Like, I'm starting out. I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, and then this lady off the street who's just going to believe in me, if those guys aren't there, this none of this happens. Because then I'm going to get discouraged at some point. Even as, as resilient as my brain is and as, as tough as it is, I guess, it wasn't that when I was 26 years old. So I needed those people to believe in what I was doing and, and gain some traction and momentum to turning into everything else. But if you don't have those first four people, it's really tough to keep going day after day after day when you're always taking losses. So. And we were dating, you know, this was early on in our relationship. And so it's very straining on a relationship if you're going to be starting your own business. And I, I definitely believed in you, but you know, at the same time, there's fear there. There's, you're kind of scared of what, what will this turn into? Is it going to fail? You have all those questions in your mind, but um, we were so young at the time that it was in my mind, I was like, well, let's just see what happens. You know, I know he's a hard worker and he is unlike anyone I've ever met as far as his work ethic and craziness when he wants to go after a goal, he's going to accomplish it. So I knew I was confident in you. I just was like, I just hope people continue to come and we can build this business. But it takes years, years to consistently build those relationships and I will always go back to business and relationships is always going to be the number one um, reason why you become successful. 100%. And for us too, you know, when you're with somebody and we'll move on after this, you have to have a, a partner that believes in what you're doing um, in order to have any chance to be successful. Like I, I knew my family thought we were crazy, you know, your family. <laughs> They nope. all, our friends were probably like, what? Jeremy quit his corporate job and he's going to start like a fitness business. And I know a lot what of people laugh. What a dipshit. But here we are today. And look who's. <laughs> you know, it, uh, but it, that's the point where you're going to. laughing now. You're going to have to believe in yourself uh, before anybody else will. You're going to have to be 
so awesome for so long before anybody even remotely recognizes pays pays attention and and you got to be okay actually pays you money (laughs) you get yeah you have to be okay with that and that's where you have to become an adult in your life and what i mean by being an adult is you have to stop giving a shit about impressing the kids you went to high school and college with in your circle and just do what's best for you and what you believe in and you got to just kind of tune that stuff out and i'll always go back to you have to have somebody in your corner if it's your husband your wife your family whatever that is gonna just let you do your thing and at least be part of it because if like, you didn't do that if you were going to try to like dampen my dream for your stuff that this wouldn't work right like i feel like at some point in the relationship you're going to have so much resentment t- towards each other and regret and then that will just continue to build and then it just will not turn out well yeah and if you didn't support it like the way you do like you promote the shit out of what we do here. I'm sure people who don't know you from the outside or, you know, maybe people who like went to high school with you or different. It's like, God, all she does is talk about. All she does share Jeremy, Jeremy Scott stuff, fitness. fitness stuff. But I'm like, but, for a long time, it was hard for me because I cared too, way too much what people thought. And But then I'm like, <laughs> once you start seeing what can happen and I just started to let that go. and Because you know deep down you're not doing it's it's self-promotion 100% it's marketing 100% do mm-hmm. we make money from it 100% i go but the, the biggest impact. thing you know you're helping people i know by doing it and fuck what anybody else thinks because yeah. you know that you see the messages you have built the relationships over years it's why you get it, uh susie sent me an email the other day about podcast guests and she wrote in there she's like you know your stuff has changed so much over the years in terms of social media and reach and all the bullshit things she goes, it's ha- I'm, I'm happy to have known you and Heather for 10 years. I know. And I'm like, she's been here for 10 years. It's amazing. It's f- it's crazy. And it's that's so crazy that's that people would continue to stay with us. <laughs> so thank you for those of you who continue to believe in what we're trying to do here. We do really, really appreciate it and means everything to us because it's very challenging running a small business. For sure. And I know continues to grow and evolve and with the internet side of the business it's just a lot to manage especially when I work full-time and I thank you for always supporting my own career and independence too from day one and we just we've had so many challenges with trying to make this all work and we continue to try to figure out you know what's prior what are our priorities and goals and how to like split up our time and it's stressful and it's hard and but somehow we continue to make it work (laughs) well yeah that's the takeaway is these guys are are not here and i'm sure they love the style of training and whatever we we build a nice facility i try to buy the nicest equipment and you know make everything the best experience for them and even with that said you can get workouts in a lot of places you can find good programming in a lot of places you can find a lot of good coaches they stay because of you. They stay because of the relationship you've built with them because you care about them. And that's what—that's everything in life. To me, it's not transactional. It's relationship-based. That might not be the best quote-unquote business practice. I go, but if you're playing the long game, I do think it's the best. Short-term, no. You'll lose money in the, in the short-term. But if your goal is to really help people and you give a shit about them, them as the person, you're going to make the money. And, and I think you'll that be around. will always... Yes, we get burnt out at times, and but when you are doing something that you believe in and, and love and are passionate about, and you're helping people, that will always, that will always 
bring you back and kind of get you out of that that burnout stage because it will continue to fuel you and drive you moving forward versus someone that's solely just focused on the money and not about actually making a difference. Yeah, I would tell anybody, and this will move on. I keep saying that. We're 25 <laughs> minutes in. Uh, there's no rules here. If you're doing it only for money, the money always has to increase. And it doesn't matter how much it is. And I know people don't believe me. If you're making 100 grand right now and your boss says, we're going to pay you 130, but there's no growth there, there's no passion, there's no meaning, there's no purpose, the next year's going to come, you're going to be even more miserable. Well, we'll give you 140. You're going to be salty as hell. We'll give you 160. That number could go up in perpetuity until you're going to retire and you won't be happy because money can't do it. At some point, you're either spending too much time at work where you can't even spend the money you're making, so you're miserable there, or it's like you have the money and you're like, well, yeah, but I got to go back and do this thing I don't like anymore. And that's not a place anybody wants to be. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, obviously, this is my life. This has become my existence. And so my hardest part at this point is trying to balance all my relationships in my life. Where Where is the best use of my time? Mm-hmm. And there's no book. There's no guide. There's nobody to ask because nobody can answer that question for me. I'm the only one who can do it. And it's a great problem to have. But it's still a problem because I'm like, well, should I be helping all these people or should I be hanging out with these two people in my life? Mm-hmm. It's a tough spot, man. So it's a it's a weird space, but uh, happy we're here and, and I'm happy you guys are here with us. So talking on relationships, which we're in, uh, do we want to go questions first or how do you want to do it? What do you think? Questions? Yeah, we got nine. We'll kind of go down nine rules to follow here um, per kind of the article. We're kind of based them off of like what we do and then uh we'll do that we'll do the questions first so the first one green and red flags for a potential partner so i definitely say honesty trust um so if they if they are an honest person then that's a green flag if they're not an honest person and trustworthy then that's a red flag i think we know that Yeah, yeah so um loyalty you know truly being a team player like seeing each other as partners instead of one is you know better than the other or like not as equal so I think that is huge for a relationship and in marriage too there's always a dynamic right uh but it's it's different in every arena like some hand sometimes you are better in the area and sometimes I'm better in the area and I just look at it as like you're a team. Yeah, and you identify each other's strengths and weaknesses and you work together to be able to help each other grow in those areas. But if it's a red flag for me, oh man, the honesty one is a huge one. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that. If you're lying, that's tough, especially like the infidelity type stuff, whether it's financial infidelity, which I feel is the same as like, you're cheating on them and like having a relationship. It's all the same to me because those things can just, it's when you can't trust somebody and you feel like they're full of shit, how can you build anything? You can never have a healthy relationship. And I feel like I would always use it as a bargaining chip and I would go back to old stuff, which is a terrible thing. But like, Hey man, you slept with, you know, Ricky, like I I couldn't get over that. Or Hey, you spent $50,000 and didn't tell me. I could never lose my shit. Both of those things. Um, and from day one, we've had that clear communication. So I think 
a red flag would be too if <clears throat> that person is not communicating with you and is very closed off and communications everything and that's what truly will make that partnership work moving forward um also if you have like different interests like it's okay to have different interests but you should have some common interests as well and like there's certain things I like to do there's certain things that Jeremy likes to do separately so I think that's really important but then it's also important to have shared common interests that we can enjoy together um what else for me it's just I would say honesty is uh, is one I can't do um that's a no for me. Uh, I don't know how gross you want me to get here. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, God. Dave and I always talk about this. Um, you have to be. I'll let that one go. Okay. Um, in terms of, I couldn't be with somebody who wasn't supportive of what I'm doing. You can't take yeah. away, you can't take away from my dream and I don't want to take away from yours. And it doesn't, that doesn't change if you have kids or you don't have kids. You're not going to let your partner steal your dreams. You're not going to let your kids steal your dreams. You're not going to let anything like you still have to be you. I don't ever want you to not be independent. I don't want for me, a red flag is, well, I got to do everything with Jeremy. He's got to come to every party with me, every event with me, every concert with me, every vacation. We have to do the same. I go, that seems awful to me. And I think that's something that I know we struggled with when we were younger in a relationship before marriage. I think that's kind of something you go through when you're early in. Either you're young and not as mature or you've just started dating somebody. And so that can be kind of challenging to understand about each other. Um, but it's so important to support each other, but also have, don't be like codependent and not have your own identity and life. Um, because you are your own person first. <laughs> and you have to be willing to like have certain fights and arguments with your partner about that. If like, here's, and just be on, it's a communicating. I don't, I don't want to say it's fighting. It turns into that oftentimes, but here's my needs. Here's your needs. And here are our needs together. And I don't think it's healthy to always take the same exact vacations and trips always in the same schedule. My example would be when you go home to Washington, like you want to do all these things. Like it's a, what your family does is amazing. It's ridiculous that there's so many things packed into such a small time frame. Yeah. And there are all these activities and I think it's really great. And I think it's really, we love activities. I think it's really rare. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. it, all, all the things aren't going to work the same way. Like if I go home, and visit my dad, it's not the same when you're there. Like him and I can do things that to you are super boring and weird and whatever, but that's how he is and that's how I bond with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you have to have those separations. And I think oftentimes people are like, well, we always have to do it. You don't have to do it that way, at least for us. And for me, it would be suffocating if you're like, well, Jeremy, you have to do exactly what I do when I do it because then, it's, then I'm not living my individual well, life anymore. Well, and it's anymore. like you have to come to an agreement and compromise and so yeah like when you come back it's like I get you it's hard for you to get away for a week sometimes and do all the activities so it's like let's just do pick you know the most important events that you need to be at and then um obviously the amount of time like maybe cut in half because you have your own family or friends or the business to you have we have employees that need to take time off as well so it's like you have to just constantly communicate and it's not always easy and it's frustrating when you're trying to balance it all but that's just that's how life. it is it's 
can't be perfect all the time. So before um, moving on, I would say honesty, independence, and then somebody who's just, for me, is, is a hard worker. Uh, this might just be my personal, I don't want somebody who wants a free ride. I have, yeah, no, like I have using, no interest in that. Using each other. Um, and you just, I guess the last one would be like, you need to know that they love you. <laughs> like That would be a red flag if you're questioning if that person loves you or not. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't marry somebody who was like, well, I like you a lot. I'm just not sure yet. We're seven years in. Uh, yeah, everybody's are going to be different for sure. You just have to know for, I guess the end of the day, you have to know who you are. You have to get to know this person. That's going to take years in my and opinion. Share your dreams together and don't and hold anything back. No. Be yourself. And those are going to evolve over time. Obviously we met as young kids. We're not so young anymore. And, uh, what we think well, I mean, I'm younger than you. I know, but I look younger. So there's, no, you there's don't. that. <laughs> Take off that hat. It's um, <laughs> Bruce Willis, you know, is a younger looking older man. I'm right there. No, you still look great, babe. I'm fit. I got that. At babe. Least. Oh. <laughs> Boo. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you just have to know who you are, communicate with each other, and you'll figure it out, obviously, along the way. But you have to be with people who who want to be their own person, you want to be their own person, and they want to they want to be a teammate of yours, not I don't want to be somebody's coach. I don't want to be the the parent. I don't want someone who's just you know, dragging it dragging me down. I don't want to anchor. I want someone who's going to help me row the boat. Dude. Yeah. And we I mean, we go through periods and seasons where yeah, sometimes you coach me, you know, if I'm ha- going through stress with work or whatever it is, um that I'm struggling with and then vice versa it's like you just have to be there for each other and support but yeah if you're constantly having to be the therapist and it's just not equal you're spending way too much time and energy um, and effort on trying to always fix their problems then maybe it's not the right fit not meant to be next one go ahead (laughs) oh gosh pressure of family wanting grandkids um somebody asked that question mm mm-hmm um, I'll let you take it. Nobody, so I feel like nobody it, pressures me. It's always, that's the horrible, I think it's fucked up and I'm, I get pissed because. Is it because I'm me or because a man, I'm a man? Because okay. you're a man and it puts a lot of pressure on females because, you know, we're the ones that get pregnant and, um, you just, I used to let the pressure get to me. I mean, I still, to be honest, I still struggle with it at times, but you just have to do what's right for you. And I know you can't plan everything. And, um, but there were certain things in my life that I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, for example, I wanted to get in a stage of my career before I had kids. I wanted our business to get to a place where, you know, we are very comfortable and I wanted to get both of us together into a financial place that we have a lot of financial freedom and before we have kids. And so it's hard. Like my sisters both have kids and, you know, here actually I have, you know, half my friends have kids, half don't. So it's kind of nice. There's a variety there. You know, some of my friends are single. Um, I feel like back home in my small town, everyone just gets married 
pretty quickly, like right after college and have, has kids. So it's just different um, when you moved away. When I moved away, I think it was the best thing for me. I think at a young age, I just knew that I needed to do, create my own life um, and follow my dreams. And I know I will regret, I want to have kids. I just, and I'm open to it. Um, but it's hard when both sides of the family pressure you, but you just have to do what's right for you and, um, not let that influence your decision. Yeah. We'll move on after a second. But the one thing I want to ask you, could you imagine, dude, if, if when we met, you had a kid with me, what a fucking train wreck that would have been. We would not be here today. I just think it's, yeah. We'd be divorced. I just get frustrated when it's like they never ask the guy, oh, you know, when are you going to have kids? And are you going to like change your career? Are you going to stop working? But those questions are always. Absolutely not. You know, that's what the women, women have to think about and deal with. And I think it's just not right. So it's changing though. Yeah. I guess the the takeaway, you have to do what's best for you. And you have to know your person. Now, if you're 25 and you feel mature and you can do that, respect. Me at 25, disaster of a human. I mean, me at 35, shit. I'm just trying to figure. I'm figuring out like one day at a time, little by little. There's just no way. And you have to know what you what you want to do and what you can take on. And it's not about what your mom and dad or anybody else want to put on you. You can't live your life for them. You have to live it for yourself. Right. Next one. How do you delegate responsibilities at your house when you're living such busy lives? Uh, just hire everybody, dude. <laughs> just hire a person for um, everything. Yeah, like we definitely, for years, I would get very frustrated because it's like I work from home. And then I was like traveling a lot during different seasons, different years before the pandemic. Yes. Um, And so it got real, it just was too much, like... I would try to do the house, you know, inside of the house cleaning and then the yard because he was working all the time. And then we'd have no time together on the weekends. And then I would be resentful or just rude to him like, hey, you need to help out. Um, and I just get really frustrated. Like why? Like, like I was out drinking beers no, watching I know, football I know, I know. in my free time. Um, so it was like, we got to figure this out. So if you can't afford it, you know, having someone to help clean your house every now and then, um, having someone, you know, do the landscaping, which is very common here in, in Arizona because it's just harder to maintain. It's not like the, in the, everybody in the Midwest, it's not like that. It's yeah, not like the your Northwest grass. Yeah, in the Northwest too, not a lot of people have landscapers, but. Your grass just doesn't die here and come back to life. Like you have to. Overseed every year, which I do on, on my own. Like I still will do that, but it is nice having a service come and just do the, like the yard cleanup once a month, and that's super helpful and it allows us to enjoy our backyard when we want to relax because we don't have a lot of time even on the weekends to do that. And um, so that has helped us tremendously. It eliminates a lot of arguments, and um, that's what I would suggest. If you don't have any money. Uh, yeah, like um, we didn't forever. Here's what I would say. Have a, have a conversation and you're going to naturally gravitate towards things that you are better at and you enjoy more and so will the other person. Yeah. Now those might overlap. They might not. My example would be 
I pay all of the bills at our house. I do all those things. That's I'm more analytical in that way. I'm more on the hard numbers. I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but I'm probably better at it in some weird way. It motivates me to achieve financial goals, if that makes sense. So I do all of those things. I am not going to go out and water the plants. I don't give a shit about the plants. Heather likes the plants. Yeah, I do like gardening. So she knows way more about the yard and she works from home too. Yeah. So it's like I have this, I can take a break, you know, for 30 minutes and mow our our lawn um, because it's not that big of a yard. And you're, no offense, you're like so OCD about it. I am. Yeah. So I don't want to go back there and like, oh, you just chopped down the oleander. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Shout out to John Schroeder for just giving (laughs) me all those skills and education because our parents would always have us work in the yard and help out because we grew up on two and a half acres and my parents did it all and we would help. We never hired anybody. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot from both John and Cindy. But you, you gravitate Cindy for that. the flowers and my dad for like the grass and just other landscaping tips. But. So my point is, you're going to find things that you guys are better at and then just communicate, hey, what do I need to do this week? If it's a simple thing as making a schedule and just kind of sticking to a routine or just talking through it in real time. I'll stop at the grocery store. I'll pick things up. I'm We're always... good about splitting up the grocery store, I would say. Yeah. And if we know like, hey, we need to get propane or mm-hmm. this certain normal, like we just talk all the time. Like he's really good at organizing, so I hate doing it. Um, so like him organizing cleaning out the garage like that makes me so happy and I would rather have him do that while I you know fold the laundry even though I hate laundry at least like you know I'll do it better than you (laughs) uh yeah I'm good at doing it I'm not good at folding it you're good at always doing your own like cleaning like putting it in again if the washer and dryer but if you're married, you might you probably don't want to wash your wife's stuff because you don't know what yeah, gets washed. There's been times where I'm dried. like, oh my gosh, you cannot dry that. <laughs> so my point, just talk to each other and find a solution that seems like it's fair for both of you. And the things that you absolutely hate, either if you have no money, flip a coin or exchange weeks, or if you can outsource those things, I'm telling you, I don't know what, what your financial situation is. It's not that expensive in my opinion. I could give up a lot of other luxuries to have a cleaning person come so I don't have to scrub a toilet. Yeah, and I like just going back to like when you live such busy lives, like I will prioritize like in my calendar and outlook, I will even schedule like I'm going to mow the lawn during my lunch hour on Friday because I don't want to do it on the weekend. I want to spend time friends or Jeremy or whatever and and not have to when I'm enjoying my backyard I want it to be the way I want it to look and so I think scheduling is very important and kind of just splitting up the priorities to make sure you're on the same page and you can divide and conquer amen okay how to motivate your significant other to join you in eating right and working out um I'll give my quick take yeah um, you're not going to force them to do it. No. You're not going to make them do it. They have to want to do it. All you can do is lead from the front. Uh, I don't know your relationship. Uh, I don't tell Heather to do anything. Ever. Hell no. <laughs> I don't even try. 
Um, I ask politely uh, certain things, but all you can do is just lead from the front. You can live your life. You can make the right eating choices. You can make the right drinking choices. You can always get your workouts in, do mobility. You can talk about it. You can share your passion for it. You can introduce them to a community. If you have a great one or a coach or a place like a Jeremy Scott Fitness, you can go. But you're not going to make them do it. You just have to and do it from a health standpoint. Yeah. It's never about vanity. Never go that route, dudes. You're going to get destroyed. You have to like um, always focus on this is going to, if you nourish your body and you exercise and stay healthy because you love that person you want them to live as long as possible and not die of some preventable disease and you know take years off their life that's how you approach it mm-hmm. because you care about them and and I don't it doesn't mean grinding in the gym when i say fitness it's riding a bike walking hiking walking playing with your kids just going outside doing fun shit Cooking at home healthier meals yeah, instead of going out to eat all the time. or. And if you do it long enough, I promise you, you will grind that person down and, and they will join you. And like more, if it's you are the person that's healthier, just by communicating, gosh, wow, I just feel so much better. Um, I feel more mental clarity. My digestion is so much better. I don't have like stomach aches because I'm eating so much healthier. I'm more energy because I'm fueling my body with like real food. Like when you talk about it in that way, I think to someone that is unhealthy, they'll start to understand, wow, the power of really changing your habits and how much better your quality of life and how you can feel will improve instead of just focusing on, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. I need to look like this for this vacation or um, just those unhealthy ideas of being like a, you know, fitness person or just overall healthier in general. You just have to approach it, like you said, from what truly matters. And I think if you're talking the vanity side of it, if you're, if you start to change, you lose 50 pounds, 60 pounds, and you go meet up with your friends, your friends are going to comment and say how awesome you look. And, uh, that's going to be uncomfortable for your partner. And I'm not saying that's a great thing, but that sometimes is this external like motivator, like, well, shit, you know, some people get jealous of that. Some people are weird about that when, their partner now becomes the sexier one or the, the, the healthier one or the fitter one. And it's a, in my opinion, that's a good, a good social pressure. That's my opinion. It's a good way to get somebody to get motivated, to change their life for the better. And I'm not a fan of that in a lot of areas, but it's, you're making them more responsible. You're making them make health a priority. And I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I really don't. And especially if you have kids, I mean, they, you're, their their role model and they see what you do they're watching everything that you do so once you start introducing even more positive changes and habits it should trickle down to them as well and easier said than done I don't have kids I know how hard it is to change kids habits but I was once a kid Mm -hmm. and even if you don't like consciously do it you want to be like if you're a dude you want to be like your dad kind of not in every way you know, but if you're a girl, you kind of want to be like your mom in certain ways. And obviously my dad's not a fitness person, but the dude works his fucking ass off. And I'm like, at some level, I have to believe that's why I'm this person today. You know what I mean? 
Like he always got up early, always went to work, always paid his bills, always was responsible, never went in debt. And I look at my life and it's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. And he never told me any of those things. He never told me I had to get up early. He, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're more is caught than taught, I think, oftentimes in a household. At least it was in, in my house. And I think if you just kind of live your life that way, your partner will see it, your kids will see it, and eventually they'll join you. There'll be fights. There'll be arguments. I oftentimes think the women are healthier than the dudes. Not always. But a lot of times that's it. And, and I think that's harder for, for women um, to, to fight with a husband on it because dudes are stubborn and they're stupid. Cause I am one, but <laughs> yeah. over time, if you do it, you're going to be okay. Next one. Um, as a 3am riser and a 7pm snoozer, how do, what do you do when your partner is not that? Well, yes, you get up earlier than me because you have to be here before 5am. Um, but I also get up er early but I do sleep in a little bit longer than you obviously like because like <laughs> I, six I don't nap I need my full eight hours um but I would say I'm not a lazy person at all and I no. typically try to wake up at the same time even on the weekends I think Sundays is like my day that I'll sleep in maybe an hour later to what like seven yeah <laughs> yeah um um but that would be hard I mean if especially if you don't have a lot of time together and that person is, and we've gone through stages like this because early on in our relationship, um, we were obviously younger. I actually would stay up later and now I'm getting older. So I go to bed really early. Basically the same time I go to sleep <laughs> yeah. for the most part. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think. I don't think it's, a, it, I don't even remember it being a problem, honestly. Uh, you don't fight me on it because you understand the game. I understand like what it takes to do everything that you do and you need your sleep. So, and what I do do is, I'll oh, go ahead. I try not to disrupt your stuff in the morning, mm -hmm. even though obviously you hear me wake up. I always wake up when you wake up, but I just fall back asleep really easily. So I do, I get, obviously I go in the bathroom. I do everything I have to do. Um, I come out, my dog is ready to go. She wants her treats. This is four o'clock in the morning, by the way. So we walk down the hallway. I try to close the door. I keep 99% of the house dark. I get dressed always um, on our kitchen table. And that's kind of where I get ready. And I grab my stuff. So I don't do it in the bedroom. I try not to disturb you. I try to do everything away from you so you can sleep and do your stuff. And the same way when I go to sleep, if I, go, if I do go to sleep before you, I just go in the bedroom. All my stuff's turned off. You're just out you know, in the living room doing whatever. And we don't really mess with each other. And what we try to do is make the most of the time when we're awake together. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, the key. It doesn't matter if you're together 10 hours in a day, but you're not really present for nine of those hours. That's horseshit time, in my opinion. If we only have two hours together, we try to, like, do something we like together or talk or whatever it may be and really just be there during that time, regardless of when we get up and when we go to sleep. Yeah, and I think going back to, like, when it was challenging is – and sometimes it still is, like, for social – um, events. So if it's a party or get together and, uh, Jeremy, like on a weekend and Jeremy has to get up early in the morning. And so sometimes he'll leave before me, which is fine. I mean, it used to bug me, but you're old now, but now I'm just like, you have to do you. And I appreciate you showing up and coming for, you know, the couple hours or whatever it is, or we'll just, or I, 
well, I'm typically tired, so I just will leave with you typically now. But back in the day, you know, there was times where I would go by myself or you would meet up later or you would leave earlier. And like, that's just what it is. If you're have a lot of work to do and you have to be somewhere early and you run a business, like that's just part of it. And you have to, that partner has to understand that. Yeah. You're a team. And trust me, man, Mm -hmm. like if I didn't, if I retired from this and uh, my schedule changed for sure for me to stay out till, you know, midnight and hang out. And if I didn't wake up till, you know, eight o'clock, it would be completely different. And I, it is difficult living with someone whose life is so regimented like myself, I'm sure, because I'm a robot. However, I say that with a, a little caveat because Heather has her own routines that are so concrete and so set in stone that I can't mess with her routines at all either. She'll murder me. So you each are going to have, you do, we each have our own individual things. <laughs> you know, your process, you got to get your steps in. I got to go for my run. I got to do my mobility. Here's when I drink my coffee. It's like all these things. And that that's you. I know. And you can't rag on your partner. Well, Jeremy doesn't stay out late on a Saturday night. I'm like, yeah, but you do all these other things on a Wednesday when maybe I want to hang out. So you have to do, it's give and take. Mm-hmm. And you have to, before you're going to judge your partner and like, and crush them, just step back for a second and ask yourself, was well, there anything that I do that's similar or comparable that maybe that he could say that or she could say that about me about? And I think if you do that, it'll squash a lot of the things and you'll learn to kind of live with each other inside of what they do. And ultimately, I do this because I love it, but I do it to, to better your life too. I don't wake up at three because I'm selfish and I'm out like partying and going crazy. I'm trying to build a better life for our community and for us. And that person's benefiting from it. And there'll come a day where Heather gets up and Jeremy's laying in bed, <laughs> just hanging yeah, out. Right. I'm like, all right, see you later, Heather. Have a good day. And then I'm just, you know, drinking White Claws, you know, playing golf with Dave. You love saying that. That's my go-to. It, although I will never drink a White Claw in my whole I life. I think they're good. I've never had one. And two, I don't even like playing golf, but I just go to that example because I imagine when I'm retired, like that's just something I would do with Dave. I can't wait to see it. About two years. Okay, next. Uh, when did you realize you two had something for the future? I'm still waiting, dude. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. I remember when um, when uh, <laughs> was it New Year's Eve? We all went out and um, in Old Town, and uh, yeah. we were all partying. Oh, and you were hammered. And we were in the taxi. We were in a taxi, right? There's no Ubers, dude. Dude, yeah. you're old. There was no Ubers when we came up. You're in a cab. <laughs> Did you see my post on Instagram today? Yeah. Yeah. That's like what we grew up on. I know. And Like going to the movie I store. I just remember like we, Anyways, ha- we, we hadn't told each other we loved each other yet. Hold on. Let me slow down. We go to a block party. For the people who are local, we go to a block party in Old Town Scottsdale. Yeah, it was a block party. Where we live close. Our, my memory is sharp. So we go to this block party. It's blocked. The, the whole thing is obviously blocked off. It was Dos Gringos. It was the White House, and oh, I miss that place. It was, it's Rock Bar now, mm-hmm. but it was Acme. Mm-hmm. So it was Dos Gringos, the White House, and Acme. And I had this is my this is we first met. This is the first night Dave and in like Desiree are like in in town in, in Arizona, <laughs> and um okay so we go out. I still have my my one like real job. Um, I have a corporate job. I'm an academic advisor, and so is my buddy Paul. But Paul also bartends on the weekends at Acme. 
So he's like, yeah, man, come to this block party. So we go to the block party. We're obviously drinking. We're young and we're stupid. We go upstairs. Free drinks from Paul. Yeah, free drinks. So I, I was mean, like, oh, no. Recipe for disaster. So we're just hammered, shit-faced. And then we uh, take a taxi because we're staying. At the Courtyard Old Town. No, no, no. The oh. suites. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there was another night we stayed. That's a different party. Okay. Yeah, so we stayed at the the... The suites in Old Town. Yeah, because we are all drinking pre-gaming. We're drinking in the hotel room before we went to the right, block party. Right. So we get in. We Heather's done, by the way. The night is not over yet, but Heather's Heather's done. And so we we get a taxi because there's no Ubers because that's how old we are. And uh, I get her into the taxi, and she is just talking. I just am like conf- <laughs> expressing my love to the driver. Apparently, she loves me. She wants to tell the taxi cab driver who doesn't give a shit. How embarrassing. Yeah. But from that point on, I was like, well, after that, he still wants to be with me. So I think we have something here. And I remember then it was like a month later, maybe two months later. Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And that's JW, Mary. We did a staycation for Valentine's weekend. And that's when you, like, you had a gift for me and a card and you. Um, wrote that you love me and you could like see a future or something really we're drinking, sweet. We're drinking wine too. We were? And I never drink wine like in the hotel room. Yeah. Did great. they send it to us? I don't remember either that. I think it was like an amenity. I just remember we were watching um, we were watching the all-star game. Yeah. Which is always like mm-hmm. Valentine's Day weekend. Anyway. So yeah. He he just stood by me when I... <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer the question correctly. Those are just stories, obviously. I don't know. It's hard to, like, answer, but I feel like... Just, you do enough stuff over time. For me, you just realize, like, I you don't just know. trust your gut. Your gut feeling, and naturally, you should feel like... I guess for me, it's like, if you can can't picture your life without that person, and this was, like before when you're engaged and you kind of have all those questions like yeah you're always gonna you don't know it's gonna hopefully it will last forever but you never know and you have doubts and that's just normal and nerves but when you think of your life with and if that person is not a part of it I think that is really telling if you still have questions and then if you don't and you're like no I cannot imagine not having Jeremy a part of my life, then I think that's where you should feel confident that you have something with that person. Yeah. The one thing I'll say quick, and we'll try to get through some of these, <laughs> some of the, this is the train wreck today. Um, I don't know the exact moment. The one thing I'll tell you, if you realize like, Hey, maybe I'll marry this person. Maybe I'll be with them. Number one, if you see them at their worst over an extended period of time, I mean like through the years. So you're with somebody, let's say you're dating for five years you've probably seen them in some pretty bad moments, meaning either A, you know, they lost a loved one, they've lost a job, they've had something go wrong, maybe they're, you know, hangry, tired, hot, they lost their luggage and they're acting like a psychopath. Can you be with that person? You need to ask yourself that question because that's who you're marrying. And are they, over the years, have they taken the steps to improve themselves and not be perfect, but just be better versions of them. Because you constantly want to grow and evolve. That's the whole point, I feel like, of life. And 
Um, if your partner is just not trying and not trying to change and not better themselves, then yeah, I think that is a big red flag. Yeah. If they're progressing versus regressing and are they willing to communicate and grow with you? And the last thing I'll say personally, how do I really know? Um, this lady next to me uh, met me at Dos Gringos and I had a negative net worth. I had no job. That, I, n- that night you said, I said, what do you do? And you're like, I just quit my job today. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have no money. I bought her a Bud Light for five bucks and I had a panic attack because I'm like, I don't have any fucking money, dude. And uh, you're down with that. I mean, obviously... I was fit. I was like, well, so, he's pretty cute. So there's that. Um, he looks sporty and he seems very nice. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But what I'm <laughs> saying to you guys is if you meet somebody like that, who's willing to be with you when you're living in a townhouse with two other dudes renting a room for 500 bucks a month, and she's willing to hang out with you and do things with you when you have no education really about life, you don't, I, I'm not this person. Trust me, when she met me, I was not talking like this. I had no life experience. I had nothing. And she's like, yeah, it's cool. I'm willing to like to put up with your fucking weirdness and all the things you don't know and <laughs> haven't done and whatever. And then over the years, you're like, wow, this person has stuck with me. Now, obviously, she won the lottery, clearly. Um, oh, she had a, she, Well, I mean, from the ticket you picked up to the ticket you got, yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, no, you've definitely um, improved a lot. But that's what I'm driving at is that... And so she, have I. If she... 100%, you were... Oh, if we could go back and show a picture of Heather <laughs> from that night to Heather to today, it's amazing. Uh, but the point I'm, I'm sharing is that's the progression. So I'm like, she's one to stick with you when you had nothing and you were, you're just like this lost, confused person and you and you grow together and you do like, I'm not, I'm only here because of you. You're where you're at because of me. And mm-hmm. we're only here together because we've done it, you know, kind of, you know, step by step. And it, I don't know if there's a day where it clicks, but at some point you kind of realize like, wow. This person has been with me through some some real shit, and I couldn't imagine, like, if I picked another person, if they could have made it the whole way through. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, you have 15 minutes, um, ish. Okay. Before you get out of here. Number one. So these are kind of pulling off the Mind Body Green article. I don't want to say rules to follow, but... Um, Advice to follow. That's going to make your relationship work, or at least it's helped us. And the first one, um, conflict is normal. You're going to argue. Yeah. You're going to have fights. No, no relationship's perfect. So obviously there's... If it's severe problems like unfaithfulness, abuse, addictions, legal prob- problems, you know, financial problems, violence... Um, don't throw away a relationship because you hit a rough patch. But obviously if it's some one of those areas then you probably should um unless you can work through that you guys cut the cord when you gotta cut the cord (laughs) but what i would say for us in terms we argue a lot um usually about things that don't matter anymore like little stuff yeah but we try to just like hash it out and like express our feelings right then and there and then get over it and solve it and not let it fester and we don't let it, it back. we don't let it go 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I lit, like so, once in a great while, Heather will try to walk into a different room <laughs> and I have having no part of that because I'm not going to go an hour. I know. Like feeling weird 
towards you, I want to come to a resolution. Either I said something stupid, you said something stupid, or we both did. And like, I'm like, what are we talking about? And then it's nothing. And then we Life's look at, too short. And we look at our dog and we're like, look how awesome this dog is. And then is. we probably, then we usually end up laughing. We're like, well, that was stupid. Yes. Why did we just fight about that? So I would urge you try to come to an agreement or resolution within a handful of minutes about the conflict or what you're arguing about. The second thing, do not go to sleep angry. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. And it's hard to do sometimes because sometimes you're like just sick of the other person talking. But try not because you never know when's the last day you'll be here, you know. And if you look back on your life, you're like, you know what? I, I We were arguing. I was mad. I was pissed. And that's the last time you saw that person. I think you would regret it forever. And I don't want anybody to go through that. Number two, grow yourself up emotionally. It's a tough one. We already touched on that, like making sure that you're taking the steps and actions to better yourself. So, And if your partner's not, man, just bring them along with you. We've went to so many personal development you know, conferences together. Oh, yeah. And so, we still like read so many or listen to so many audiobooks and personal development podcasts. Like that helps us so much. So if one person's doing it and the other person's not, you don't have to force them, but you just share it. Like you've turned me on to people like I didn't know, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know. I have no clue who this lady was. Yeah. Heather's like, oh, I love Mel Robbins stuff. And it's like, now you'll send it to me. I'll see it. Or I'll just find random clips. Uh, It could be anything. The one I sent you from uh, TikTok the other day. Yeah. Like just, you're just sharing with each other. And that's going to just iron sharpens iron. You guys emotionally will be better. You'll kind of grow together. Um, I think that's cool, but you can't be with a, and I don't want to say just dudes cause women are guilty too, but sometimes dudes just get stuck in the way they are Yeah. and they're never going to change. And that's fine if who you are is awesome, but if who you are sucks, you got to be open to like, to you gotta grow. You got to be self-aware. Um, and like in the article, some of the most common ones are defensiveness, poor communication skills and lacking emotional intelligence. So, or the easy way, just ask your partner, Hey man, how mm-hmm. can I, I, I say this a lot at home. I go, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make this easier or better? And sometimes there is no answer. But at least you asking that you give a shit, it just shows that right. you're emotionally in a and better spot. I appreciate spot. that. Three. Give each other space. Even people in happy, loving relationships need alone time. And we for sure are those people. Healthy couples are able to spend time away from each other, working on their own goals, spending time with their friends and and their own hobbies and just doing their own thing. So like, don't be worried if your partner asks for space, like that's, they should, like that's normal. You can't be together 24 seven. I think that's very unhealthy. Um, Like it's so important for me to do my girls trips or sometimes I'll just do, you know, go hiking by myself or um, go for a run. Or just go walking by yourself. Yeah, like it just, Sometimes you just need to do that and make that a priority and it will better your relationship. Or what Heather will say at home, oh, get out of here. You're bothering me. Like that's like a quote word for word. Usually when it's like I'm PMSing or something, I'm like, or I'm just, just don't tr- even or I'm just trying to irritate you. Get away from me right now. <laughs> yeah. The, the, we've talked about this already. The takeaway, you just have to, you can't lose who you are. You have to keep your own. I'm no matter what happens in life, like it's us, but I'm always going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm always gonna have to do my own thing and have my own stuff and my own career. And you're such a huge part of this business, but certain things about this are mine. Oh, 100%. And, then, and they should be. And your job, I don't know anything. I mean, I know the basics, but it's yours. 
it's your responsible for like our trips and our experiences mm-hmm. and what we do and the health benefits. <laughs> yeah, but my point is we do them together, but that's you doing you, me doing me. You're going to go to whatever concert you're going to. Cole Swindell at the Bird's Nest. Yeah, which first of all, I don't know who Cole Swindell is. I'm uh, so mad that I missed Thomas Rhett last night. Oh, oh my Jeff God, said it was looked, Jeff said it was cool. Oh, he's so good, Jeremy. Like you would love him, and I've seen him in person, but it was sold out like that, and you had to basically know somebody um, to get hooked up. But it was it looked amazing. He said it was cool because the stage like rotated mm-hmm. at the 16th. Well, now you know for next year. I know, but very uh, excited about Cole Swindell on yeah. Wednesday. My point: Heather's going to that with a girlfriend. I'll be at home with my dog. Life is great. Giving each you other need to do space. some more guide trips this year is like because the last two years you really couldn't COVID nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it's on my list. Make it a priority. Uh, number four, develop an I'm awesome. What does that mean? You and only you determine your self-worth. Far too many people base their self-worth first on whether they have a partner and later on the success of the, the relationship they're in. But how you feel about yourself should have nothing to do with your relationship status, nor the whims and moods of your partner. It doesn't matter whether they stay or go or compliment or criticize you. Your self-esteem needs to be like non-stick cookware. A third-party opinion slides right off, whether good or bad. Uh, I agree. I'll say this. As I'm older now and more mature, I think sometimes people, they're always, when when am I going to find somebody? When am I going to find somebody? I think if you make yourself awesome, people are going to find you. It's like a magnet. They're going to gravitate towards you. Now, you got to put yourself out there a little bit. But if you make yourself this person that people want to be around and you make yourself, you know, kind, thoughtful, caring, giving, you work hard, you know, you're successful, whatever that quote unquote means to you, people are going to want to be around that. They're attracted to that. I agree. That's in business. That's in life. It's in relationships. And you cannot wait for somebody to come save you. Uh, and complete your life. You got to do it. And I think if you're just consistently trying to be an awesome human, you're going to find other awesome humans. Number five, take care of your needs, which we touched on here. Uh, We all have a process for sure. And the one thing I'll tell people is don't mess with your partner's process. You can talk to them about it. You can have a conversation. But again, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to do what I need to do for my process in terms of work, working out, training, reading, escapism, whatever it is. Heather obviously has hers. I respect it. She respects mine. Uh, we don't try to impede on each other. And then obviously we come together somewhere in the middle. And that'd be my advice for anybody. Just, you know, if, you're, if your husband needs to watch football for four hours with friends on a Sunday, then that's how it's going to be. If she needs to go out and like do whatever she does with her girlfriends. And vent about my husband to my girlfriend. Sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. You vent about me? <laughs> What do you say? Like he's awesome. Well, what no, could you even say? I I really don't. You're just so a, you're just ro- so amazing. He's a robot. <laughs> like I think the 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 negatives are pretty obvious, but <laughs> def, I mean I do complain about you quite a bit. So there is that. Um, next on the list, I don't really ever. No, I really don't either. I don't think anybody. I mean, I say you're crazy sometimes. I mean, I think we just tell each other <laughs> straight to our face. Well, yeah, the, here's the, instead of like talking to a family member or a friend, I just, I'm like, no, you're being an asshole. Like, <laughs> well, stop. yeah, the only, cause you used to be crazier, I think. Thanks. Um, and I, when I mean that, I don't mean that like crazy, like mental health. I mean, like there's certain things you just wouldn't let go. Right. And I would just come in here and I usually tell it to Monica. I'm like, dude, she's crazy. Like you should hear how she talks. She's nuts right now. 
And I think you'd agree in that time of life. You know women hate when guys call us crazy, right? You say it to me all the time. <laughs> you're like, Jeremy, you're crazy. I don't know anybody who does well, this. Well, I say you're psycho. Oh, okay. And then you're like, you're psycho. Oh, what's about... Would you, <laughs> let me poll the audience here. Would you rather be called crazy or a psychopath? <laughs> I'm not debating that we're okay. either, but we're probably both. Moving on. Uh, number six. six. Communicate Can, boundaries. Boom. What does that mean? Um, we don't have any boundaries at our house. None. We do everything in the open. Yeah. Everything is clear. If you can't be honest without feeling guilty or feeling like it's going to start a big fight, it might not be the right relationship for you. Express your needs. Um, we don't have boundaries. Do you nag instead of enforce consequences? If you act compliant to keep the peace, you contribute to the inauthenticity of the relationship. I think for most of these things, it's just communicating and being open. And I know that's tough for everybody. Some obviously we are different than a lot of other couples. We're probably different than your parents or my parents or anybody else. But I do really think most of the success, the reason why we haven't, you know, obviously, you know, killed each other yet is because we do talk about everything so much. We talk about everything. And you have to just respect each other. I think that is a huge foundation of a relationship. Um, I agree. Number seven, never reward bad behavior. Psychology may explain bad behavior, but it doesn't excuse it. Even if you understand why your partner sometimes does hurtful things to you, if they are not trying to change for the better, you need to draw a line. I agree. Um, when people are messing up and it's hard to hear when you're fucking up and doing dumb stuff, call your partner on it. It's going to make them better. It's going to make you better. It's Again, you might not be in the mood to uh, to scrap that day and have a little battle, but and a lot of times I don't have time for that stuff, but you're happy to call me on my shit. I'm happy to, to call you on yours. And that's how we get better. And just like don't enable like the bad behavior, I guess. No. That's what they're saying. And again, little things you can kind of let go. Uh, but uh, again, my take is if you let those little things go long enough, they, they turn into big things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's better off like, hey, Jeremy, you do this. I hate when you do this. It really bothers me. Will you please stop? And then you can have your argument. And then usually I'll be like, yes, you're right. I'll stop. And you move forward. Mm-hmm. Number eight, heed the wisdom of your internal voice, as long as your internal voice is an intelligent one. You know, deep down, when you're with somebody, if it's right or wrong. Right. Like, trust your gut is what, was, what it, I was saying earlier. and You know. Like, when you're with somebody, I guess here's my take. It's Relationships are tough. It's hard. There's give and take. There's a lot of things you grow through. There's a lot of uncertainty. And is it work? Sure. But it shouldn't feel like it's a grind. It shouldn't feel wrong. It shouldn't feel like you're forcing it. You shouldn't have to give someone an ultimatum to marry you or be with you. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. Your intuition, your heart will never fail you, I think. And just so learn to listen to that and maybe ask the questions, can this relationship be saved? Is this in your best interest? Are you being pushed to grow? Are you truly giving each other what you each need? And what I would say is, does this relationship add more value to your life than it takes from you? Mm -hmm. And are these things, things you can't get past or get over? Or are they things that are just, they're going to work themselves out and you guys are going to kind of grow through them together. But you know, like if, like, I just know with you, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like this thing. Like, I don't, it's not work to me. Yeah, there's days you drive me nuts and vice versa. I'm sure you want to punch me in the face. But (laughs) there's, that's the truth. That's just life. That's humans. I don't care. Even if I was with my best friend, if Connor lived with me. 
there'd be days where him and I would be just like scrapping in the backyard. Isn't it crazy how you just like choose somebody to spend the whole life? Oh my God. I know you don't have a lot of time, but I need to say this. Um, Heather will say this phrase. I don't know. It just blows my mind. I don't know how often you say it, but at least twice a month, if not more, she'll, we'll be in bed. We're laying down. Sometimes the dog is right between us and she'll just look at me and she'll be like, isn't it just weird? Like, you know, you meet somebody and you just like, you just, you just create this whole life with them. Like it's just like the world is so big. And then you just like pick this one person out of like billions of people in the world. Like it blows my mind. And you say, Hey, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to live my whole life with you. We're going to live in a house together. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) When you strip it down, it is really creepy. Um, that like we just randomly met off the street and you didn't know me from anyone. Yes. Like, did God make that happen? I mean, I would hope he did, but it's like, it's so, how do you explain it? It's like, is that, why did we meet at Dos Gringos that night? And why did, like, why did I go to Dos Gringos that night of all nights at that time and stand in that particular spot? And why did Monica throw ice at me across the bar? And why did we choose? I mean, that's the only reason why you turned around because she threw ice at you. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just okay. saw her too a week ago. Number nine. Number nine. Last one. Get you out of here. Flood it with affection. Yeah. And this is something we plan can work on. Plan sexy time. Is that what that means? Of course, your brain would go oh. to that. Yes. Well, I'm a pervert. Yes. So yours. Relationships are supposed to be fun and joyous and warm and filled with laughter and affection. And people in long-term relationships like ourselves um, tend to forget this over time and that's why so many couples eventually break up because they believe the spark is gone. So just make time to play together. I think that is so important. Like sometimes Jeremy and I will just go, which we're due to go to um, shoot shoot around the basketball court together and, you know, just play or go do something that reminds you of like being kids again or something that you used to do early on in your relationship when you're dating to kind of bring back that spark can really help and then just make sure like the small things of um being able to hold you know hold hands hug cuddle like the other day remember i told you how important what did you say hugs Hugs. no it was the old couple you sent me the clip that's what it was it was they're super old and so cute the guy was like he goes can i give you he goes can i give you a kiss and she's in a wheelchair or she in like a yeah like an old rocking chair no, I think she has like a, what's it called? Not a stroller. Like a walker. Like a cart thing, yeah. And so he goes, can I give you a kiss? And she's like, yay. Like a kiss. Like, he goes, can I get a hug too? No, she goes, you better not slobber all over me. And that's what he said. Oh. Yeah, he goes, you better not slobber on me. He's like, can I get a hug too? He's like, oh yeah, a hug comes with a kiss. And then like ever since and then you're like, hugs are important. I know. We got to be better about just... Holding hands. We never were like a holder hand. No. Hand holding couple, which I'm totally fine with. But yeah, cuddling and hugging and sex. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Gotta do that. Yes. So so that's it. You got to go to brunch, dude. Yeah. Um, So again, you guys, um, I'll list everything in the show notes. We appreciate the questions as always. Obviously, um, I don't know what makes a relationship expert. I guess somebody who's uh, in it. I wouldn't say we're, we're experts. We're just trying to, to figure it out just like you all. But I, at the end of the day, of all the things we said, I think it, it boils down to, number one, communicating with each other always, early and often, and just trying to be the best person you can be. And the last thing I'll say really quick is you're on the same team. 
you are teammates. You are Shaq and Kobe, you're Jordan and Scotty, you're Batman and Robin for, for all intents and purposes. This is the person in your foxhole. This is the person that you're going to depend on the most in the entire world for fucking everything. They're not against you. You might have disagreements, you might have arguments, but if they're a good person, which I'm assuming that's who you married, they want your success because your success is their success and vice versa, and then your success together. So don't hold on to anything like so tight and think that this person's against me or they're the reason I don't have something or that's not the case. You are where you are because of them and, and the same way around. And you both want the best for each other. At least that's what any healthy relationship should be. So just know that when you have these little spats and, and things come along way. And if you're trying to be a good person and so are they, you guys will be okay. At least that's been our experience thus far. And 100%. We just, um, we take it one day at a time. Yep. Just like everybody else. So I appreciate you guys. Um, as always, all the podcast sponsors are in the show notes. I'll be back on Friday. Um, we got some awesome people coming on the podcast. I think you guys will dig it. Um, all areas of life we're going to kind of dig into. But if there's anything you guys want to hear, um, obviously send it in. And uh, if you happen to be on Spotify, you can now drop a five-star on there. So literally just click a five-star. We thank you for it as always. If you like these episodes, uh, the one I did Friday was uh, The Truth About Being Ripped. I think that's a good one for you guys if you're on a fitness journey to uh, to give to a friend or family member who wants to be in shape. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, obviously drop it a five-star, leave a comment. We always appreciate it. It helps us selfishly. And uh, we thank tag you. Us, tag us in your posts. And we Everything. love hearing the feedback. And just we really appreciate the support. Yes. And if it wasn't for you guys, we would not record these because we don't need to hear ourselves talk. Mm-mm. Because I we, actually hate it. Yeah. Um, I never listen <laughs> I never back listen to them because ever. I'm like, oh, my voice. It's too much. But okay. Thank you guys as always. Uh, I'll be back Friday. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.